Let's just talk about episode 101. This week we'll be starting off our new uh, our new series or uh, our new manga artist that we're covering for October, and we're going to be going over Junji Ito's horror manga Gyo. Um, join me. Uh, my name is Cole Greco, and join me as usual is my co-host Jude Noel. Jude, how's it going? Going all right. I think this was actually uh, I was I was surprised by how much I liked this one. I think at first, mm-hmm. like kind of seeing the synopsis and reading the first few pages, I'm like, what is this? But yeah, man, this one this one's actually pretty crazy. I had a yeah, good time. Yeah, I thought with it was. It. I agree. I thought it was pretty good. So I got I bought Gyo for my brother maybe a few years ago for Christmas. I was just you know like looking for some manga for him, and he really liked Berserk. And you know, it's always like if you like if you like manga, you should read Junji Ito. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I saw, I was like, okay, well, I'll, you know, I'll get him, I'll get him that. It seems like something that you know might be up his alley. And he, he finished it all like that night. Like we probably, I don't know, whatever, open presents at like one o'clock, and like that night, he was like, I just finished it. And I was like, dude, like that's two volumes worth of manga. You were crushing it. And now I, I like completely understand because I read the first seven chapters. It like in the span of 15 minutes and then i read like five more later that day (laughs) yeah compared to pretty much everything else we've been reading for this series Mm -hmm. um (laughs) junji ito stuff goes by fast there's not a ton of text uh Mm -hmm. the story just kind of really flows well and it's all about the art anyway so yeah who cares this one was this one was pretty fun i i liked it more than i i thought it was definitely I understand kind of his brand of of horror now. You know, it's uh, I don't know. I guess it's more what like psychological horror rather than like schlocky. You know, uh, like slasher villains or like things like that. Yeah, and this one was like a lot of body horror too. Mm-hmm. Uh, some as we'll yeah. talk about in a little bit. There's some nasty stuff. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, do we want to hop into hop into volume one, Jude? Yeah, so uh, the story starts when a guy named Tadashi and his girlfriend Kaori are scuba diving on a seaside vacation when a close encounter with a shark spooks them back to the house they're staying at. Kaori wants to go home because the smells of the ocean are constantly bothering her. That night, the scent gets worse and a fast, tiny creature careens through the house until Tadashi crushes it with a dresser. When he looks down, he realizes the animal was a foul-smelling fish that has legs and kind of looks a bit monstrous. <laughs> what did you think about this opening chapter, and what were your like first impressions on the series? Uh, opening chapter I thought was just all right. That page at the end with the the fish with the the legs is pretty pretty wild. That one that's an intense page. I will say the. Um, what's her name? Cowrie, the the girlfriend, is pretty annoying yeah. throughout. All she's she, the entire time she's just talking about the smell. She's like just yelling at him all the time, and like I don't know. She was pretty obnoxious, but um, yeah, I think it, you know it sets up the the series pretty well. And like I said, that that ending panel is uh, is a classic. That's awesome. Yeah, that's like when when I was first reading it, I seeing the sharks and thinking that the series was going to kind of be like a 20 chapter Jaws homage. Uh-huh. At first I was like, uh, I'm not here for that at all. Yeah. But um 
Yeah, seeing the sort of twist we got at the very end was crazy. I love how detailed the drawing of the fish was. Mm-hmm. And based on like the other like Junji Ito short stories I've read, I feel like it's kind of a calling card for him to have a relationship where like one person is super overbearing and the other person just <laughs> like, whatever, I'll go along with it. That's hilarious. Yeah, and this was my first like real Junji Ito I'd gotten into. There was one that I tried to read last year. I don't even remember what it was, but I got a handful of pages in and was like, this is not for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I you know, I thought this first chapter was was all right. But the yeah, the the fish with legs thing is is pretty crazy. It reminds me of like <laughs> so like when I was in when I was in college, my uh my roommates and I, I don't know how it came about, but like we realized that like things that are on all fours that shouldn't be is like extremely terrifying. So yeah, every now yeah. and then, like you would we'd be like walking back from the bars or something like that and someone would someone would like you know, just be like lagging behind or like, or something like that. And then all of a sudden you would catch them like running out behind some alley on all fours, like running at you. <laughs> it's absolutely horrifying. Or like in the dorm, someone just like run down the hall on all fours. Um, and it is like one of the most horrifying things. And that's basically just this manga. It's like stuff isn't supposed to run at you on all fours like that. And it's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one thing I like about this too is that all of the title cards or like the, the titles of each chapter are written like on a sphere. So there's mm-hmm. like a circle and then there's like a sort of bending title. I've never yeah. really seen that before. It looks really weird, but it fits for this pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, chapter two, Tadashi puts the fish inside a plastic bag and crushes it with a rock to kill it. He doesn't want to get rid of it, though, in case it's some sort of undiscovered species. Kaori, however, begs him to get rid of the smell, and suddenly the fish and the plastic bag are floating through their bedroom. It chases the couple to the beach, where even more fish with legs are running around. So this is when, like, we start to... things start to heat up a bit, and Mm -hmm. I think the image that really stuck, uh, stuck with me the most in this series is like the floating plastic bag with the shadow of the fish inside it. It's it's scary, but it's also like kind of hilarious. And there are a few mm-hmm. moments in this that fit that description. But yeah. I, I like how goofy it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's so ridiculous. And she's like she's like screaming in terror, which like I kind of understand too. If I you know whatever, if there was a a dead mouse or something like that that I I put in a bag and it started just floating around. I'd be freaking out. It like chases after her and stuff. <laughs> yeah, the, it's it's really imaginative because like in your head that doesn't sound super scary, but mm-hmm. it's one of those things where like yeah, in practice that's terrifying. <laughs> yep, exactly. Also, he does it a lot in this series and I think that's just like a Judge Ito thing but like I really like the um the way he does like the the speed lines and stuff and like shows motion it's just like mm-hmm. a ton of like really tiny lines there's a it almost everything in the series just has this like grainy film over it almost just because of all the the kind of like the speed lines and like the movement he's got going on yeah that's true um like in this very last panel <laughs> Mm-hmm. There's like the fish that just seem to be like gliding along the surface of the sand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like a surf skit from Pokemon. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Very true. <laughs> the Gyo Pokemon. <laughs> Let's see. And then uh, chapter three and four are kind of like the same thing here. So I'll like you know, read these two because they're both pretty short. But mm-hmm. in a three and four, Tadashi tries to report what he saw to the cops who obviously don't believe him. Meanwhile, a fisherman pulls up an entire net's worth of walking fish, and then later a walking shark starts attacking people on the beach. The next day, when Tadashi wakes up, the shark is in his backyard. And then in chapter 4, they're chased out of the house by the shark, and meanwhile, you know, more fish and creatures are wreaking havoc in the city this time. So, and these two were kind of starting to see how, like, this is not just a problem for this couple. These fish mm-hmm. are popping up everywhere. Yeah, the fish are going crazy through the city. <laughs> Once again, this image of like the running shark mm-hmm. is terrifying, but it's also hilarious. Oh yeah, it's so funny. It's just yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and it's like as we've gone because we've you know finished the series now, so like it's interesting how like I think the walking machines sort of the way they're drawn changes. Like, if you look at them in this shark, they look way more, like, organic than they start to later in the series. Yeah, I had a similar thought. I wasn't... I'm not sure if he, like, had everything planned out to begin with, or if... Mm -hmm. Like, I wonder how much of this was kind of, like, improvised on the spot. I kind of got the idea that it may have been kind of just written as he was going. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, like I said, it, it doesn't really... Yeah, it it doesn't really like match up what we get later in the series. Yeah, but that said, like <laughs> every every drawing of the shark here kind of had me laughing. I feel like we're mm-hmm. not at the point where it like because I think the series actually does get like super scary and disturbing later on. But yeah, here I'm just like this is really funny. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. This is poor or pure like D D level horror movie, you know stuff. Yes. Yeah, like Sharknado. Sharknado, yep. <laughs> um, in Chapter 5, the couple goes back to Tokyo where Tadashi visits his scientist uncle's lab. When he returns, Kaori smells the same death stench she remembers from vacation. When they're out in the city, they're just like walking down the street and the plastic bag from earlier is floating and like descending out of the sky. Um, that was an awesome image and like one of my favorite panels is just seeing mm-hmm. that like tiny plastic bag dropping out of a blank sky yep <laughs> it's just still there yeah um, i feel like that was the first moment in this manga where i'm like okay that's like truly terrifying and it's just mm-hmm. like a plastic bag yep there's a hilarious panel on page five of Kauri. Um, she's like sitting there, like covered in like this blanket, and she's just got yeah. this really like stern look with just the burr sound effect next to it that cracks me up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's hilarious. <laughs> I also like the like the shots of the TV of like these farmers and stuff like shooting the sharks and the fish and things. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because, like, this manga really specifically follows the two people. Mm-hmm. But, like, the true horror where, like, you know, there's kind of a zombie apocalypse is kind of just happening in the background. Yeah, yeah, it just sort of happens around them. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's really funny. Like, they could show more of this, but 
you really only just get like slivers of the true extent of the horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've not, you know, like I said, I've not read any of his other stuff, but I, I get the sense, like through reading the series, that like that Ito sort of knows how ridiculous some of this is. Like he's actually, oh yeah, there's some there's some funny stuff in here. <laughs> yeah, that's like this isn't taking itself seriously at all. No. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, you know, there's a lot of effort put into this. The drawings are extremely detailed. Mm -hmm. And it's like, as we'll see in a sec, like the the plot is really, well, I guess the plot isn't really intricate, but the concept gets pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, In chapter six, Tadashi grabs the bag and brings the fish to his uncle who says that in the past he's smelled something similar. He dissects the fish, and the fish's like legs or like teeth at the bottom latch onto his forearm. Yeah, that that is a horrifying uh like panel when it they like grab onto him. I would be freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I love his expressions too, especially like the one on page 17 where his mouth just like mm-hmm. drops a f- and your jaw drops like a foot from the top yep. of his mouth <laughs> really good mm-hmm. yeah this this little sequence when the uh the kind of the machine's rib cage thing latches onto him is terrifying yes it's like you're getting your uh, finger caught yeah. in a venus fly trap or something <laughs> yeah it kind of does look like that um mm-hmm. Parts of this have, like, some little shop of horrors vibes to them. Yep. Also, like, not really... I'm, like, looking at this creature again, and these, like, weird, like, worm-like things coming out of its body are just nasty. What page is this? Um, oh, like the little... Like the tube 17. things? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, they look pretty disgusting. Yeah, I don't like that at all. In uh, chapter 7, we kind of get the backstory here, where the scientist assistant calls Tadashi and Kaori into the lab, where the uncle looks horrified, but is ultimately free of the fish. He tells them a story about his father, who worked for the military, creating a parasite that would live in the flesh of small mammals and secrete a toxic gas, turning them into moving bioweapons. The original experiments failed, but they tried to design cyborg legs for the animals that would allow the gas to pilot them with a mind of its own. Before the experiment could be put into practice, however, everyone involved in their equipment were destroyed in a shipwreck. At the end of the story, Kaori goes to the bathroom and sees that her face is covered in boils, and Tadashi walks into the hall where a human arm mounted on robot legs is walking around. Um, Backstory is extremely creative (laughs) um i did not really know where they were going with it Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the story but like i feel like after this point it really ramps up um, yeah just absolutely insane concept Mm -hmm. yeah he's got uh he's got a little bit of a like nisiosin thing going on with the with the story here i feel like he's just like i have this idea and i'm going like 110 percent with it yeah um the drawings of like dogs running through a battlefield with like gas coming out of all their mm-hmm. orifices just yep. insane I'm, i've never seen anything like that before there is a hilarious picture in on page nine that little panel that has all the the animals running through the battlefield of the cat if you like zoom in on the cat's face it looks hilarious <laughs> it's just got like its tongue oh, out 
I didn't notice that the first time. That's so yeah. good. They also look like they're not drawn in the same style that like the humans are in here. They look like yeah. ghosts like floating through the battlefield almost. Yeah, that's true. Um once again, it's like this part is actually pretty scary, but at the same time it's like this concept of animals killing people just by like farting and like <laughs> yeah. having gas like secreting from their bodies like that's insane it's it's hilarious but mm-hmm. it works somehow yep <laughs> um chapter eight uh the uncle tells tadashi that he's cut off his own arm to sp- stop the spread of the germ through his body later that night kaori's entire body is swelling due to the spread of the gas kind of turning her into this monstrous creature um and that's kind of an understatement too. Like her entire body is just like covered in like cracks and pustules. Um, it's real horrifying. Yeah, she looks gnarly. And every time she opens her mouth, it's just this giant like blast of, I guess like nasty air. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, he really goes all out with like showing you like hey these things are like emitting this this toxic gas stuff yeah there i feel like there aren't a lot of horror stories that are like specifically about like gas but mm-hmm. i don't know there maybe there need to be more this is a actually a scary concept yeah, it's pretty terrifying i mean it just kind of you know like what do you what do you do if there's like a, a toxic gas there you can't really you can't really yeah. escape, you know you put Put on one of my old, one of my old COVID masks, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this one felt really, this story felt like somewhat topical, like the whole mm-hmm. apocalyptic aspect of it where like a disease is spreading, you know? Yeah. Stuff like that kind of feels a little bit scarier after 2020. Uh-huh. Yeah. It hits a little, hits a little too close. In uh, chapter nine, now there's like a zombie whale on legs coming out of the ocean. Like we're we're getting even more and more unbelievable here. And then there's just like tiny creatures running through the streets. Um, Kaori is threatening to like jump out of the window and just end everything due to the horrible state that she's in. Tadashi tries to carry them carry her to a hospital, but then he comes face to face with the shark on legs in the streets the the panel on page 12 um after cowrie has uh you know kind of killed herself with she's like spinning around from the gas that's coming out of her butt is just once again like ito uh, you know i Honestly, I don't even know if he takes it seriously at all. I think he's just sort of like, what's the most just like batshit things that I can draw here? Yeah, like out of all the stuff I've read, he really just seems to be having fun with it in this one mm-hmm. more than any other time. Um, and I feel like every chapter he's just trying to outdo himself. Like, what's what's the nastiest like yeah. thing I could come up with? And yeah, I mean, this in excruciating detail. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this page nine, he's like, I'm gonna draw someone hanging but they're being like propelled around the room by farts <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's like a yeah, very it's... like adult swim like concept for a joke or something <laughs> yeah and somehow it actually is scary too like oh, it's it, horrifying. it still works 
Then rounding out volume one in chapter 20, Tadashi runs from the shark and makes it to his uncle house. uncle's house. He leaves Kaori there and then leaves to find his parents. Before he can get there, though, he's attacked by a squid and dumped into a giant pit full of fish. Um, yeah, this image of him, like, just, like, landing in a bunch of tiny little, like, sea creatures is probably even more disgusting than what we saw in the last chapter um mm-hmm. it, you can like feel the textures of it through the page yep and we can see too i don't know if it's in this chapter or like there's a later chapter where like you know that like the little walking things like they have like the pointy feet and stuff so it probably hurts it's like the uh yeah it's like the ne- the needle uh pit in in one of those saw movies yeah also the the squid is really interesting too because like squids have legs but the squid is kind of just like laying down on top Mm -hmm. of the robot body (laughs) like it's not really like integrated into its biology Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's it's just lounging (laughs) all right do we want to hop into hop into volume two here yeah let's do it uh, volume 2 starts with chapter 11. <clears throat> Tadashi sees visions of spirits coming to collect him. Uh, then he wakes up in a hospital. He learns he's been out for a month and the walking fish have taken over the whole world. Uh, they've managed to handle them to a degree, but the disease they spread is running rampant. Uh, he goes to his uncle's lab and is told that Kauri is dead. That night, his uncle's assistant tells him that Kauri is actually still alive and shows her uh, in the lab. She's hooked up to one of these like gigantic walking machines. Um, yeah, I love he just like kind of accepts his fate. He's just like, I'm just going to like sink to the miasma of dead fish here. Yeah, and the illustration of him just like looking up at the gas and there's like little faces and spirits uh-huh. inside of it. That is such a cool drawing. Um, it kind of reminds me of the stuff in like the scary stories to tell in the dark books that mm. kids would check out from the library back in the day. And then, mm-hmm. of course, the final drawing in this chapter. Um, yeah, just nasty. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah. Just, um, just also. Repulsive. Yeah. I also see a lot of like influence from H.R. Geiger, the guy that did like the designs for Alien. Um mm in this one too just mm-hmm. like tons of like tubes and unidentifiable body parts yeah very crazy mm-hmm. yeah it is like it's very like sci-fi in in ways yeah also, like i love i expected the there to be like fish mm-hmm. in, in the story too like obviously like i you know read the back and like saw the cover but yeah, I had no idea what was coming. Like, I was completely <laughs> taken off guard by how how much, like, sci-fi and, like, medical horror was going to be in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. When I, before we read it, I just knew that there was, like, you know, it was a horror manga and there were, like, some fish doing stuff. That's all I really knew. Yeah. <laughs> I love there's a panel on page 11 where they're just like driving a tank through the city chasing after a swordfish on the walking legs. It's so good. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, in chapter 12, the uncle bursts into the lab and tells them that this walking machine is his creation. Tadashi is furious and in the midst of he and his uncle's argument, Kaori escapes and steps on the scientist. Uh, Tadashi leaves to find her but encounters a ton of other people bloated and strapped to the machines. Um, 
yeah, just these like these first images of seeing like all the other people strapped to the machines is pretty terrifying. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the like characters from Wally, like the people living yeah. in the in the ship, like strapped to the chairs, kind of just look mm-hmm. like giant like adult babies. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is it got kind of hard to read at this point just because like the images of the people are so nasty looking yeah it's it's Um, disgusting yeah everyone's got like all these they're like all below they've got all these boils they've got like tubes everywhere yeah it's uh pretty disgusting yeah and the humans and like fish are literally exploding under the pressure of the gas (laughs) as well i wonder like i assume ito has uh assistance so when he's like showing them the draft, and he's like, "Hey, I need you to draw the background," and he's drawn like you know <laughs> this horribly disgusting looking person that's like naked, bloated on this walking machine, and they're like, "Yeah, sure thing, boss. Like, <laughs> we got it. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll shade this part." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gotta be surreal. Um, mm-hmm. And it's funny too because like you read his cat manga and he seems to be like a pretty fun well-adjusted guy with like you know a wife and mm-hmm. uh, a pretty pretty nice demeanor so yeah uh, it, it's really funny that this is the art that he produces mm-hmm. yeah it's like any slightly edgy thought he has he just turns it into like this yeah yeah <laughs> Um, chapter 13, Tadashi sees that all the fish are rotting away and now people and animals power the machines. It's a minefield of walking machines and he encounters a soldier trying to take some down. A man crawls up to him terrified and saying that the legs are coming. Um, I'm just going to go into the next, uh, next couple chapters too. In chapter 14, a giant multi-person walking machine approaches them and adds the man to their ranks. Uh, Tadashi escapes and finds a carnival tent that's playing loud music. Um, I shall leave the next chapters. I'll, I'll group chapter 15 and 16 up too. Um, yeah, okay. the, the big the big multi-purpose or multi-person walking machine is pretty pretty wild looking. Yeah. Also in, in 13, the first illustration of just like the entire like ground covered in giant like people mm-hmm. walking machines are crazy too yeah like once again each chapter kind of just tries to outdo the last mm-hmm. oh and there's the panel too where he like steps in the thing it is and like gets in like a bear trap is horrifying too i think that honestly terrifies yeah. me more than than anything like the actual panels where like they actually snap onto someone yeah, those are those are pretty terrifying. Mm-hmm. They, kind of, they kind of look like hair clips. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they do. <laughs> I want to know, like, how does the the multi person walking machine even work? Like, this dude just gets kind of like sucked into it from from what? Yeah, I feel like they kind of begin with describing the biology, but, like, how do they get larger and larger? Like, are they reproducing? Uh-huh. It's kind of, they don't really, dis- they don't explain anything afterward, which makes it even scarier, because it's like, how yeah, did all like, this happen? Uh-huh, it's just kind of like, whatever whatever we want to happen can happen. Um, 
in chapter 15, Tadashi goes inside to find uh, the Citro Circus performing. Uh, this weird ringleader guy has a bunch of infected people and walking machines performing circus tricks. And they'll just go into chapter 16 also. In chapter 16, the ringleader reveals his newest attraction, Kauri. Kauri escapes from some of the circus crew and her machine sprays them with a black liquid. Tadashi tracks her down and manages to turn the walking machine off and he carries her back to the lab so his uncle could free her. Um, the circus is just like, <laughs> this man was, he, he's been in the kitchen far too long. Yeah. I also like at, at a certain point in these chapters, there's like nothing even happening anymore. It's just entire like pages full of like crazy looking faces and like creatures and shapes mm-hmm. emerging from the gas. It kind of looks like an edgy like black metal or 80s crust punk <laughs> album uh-huh. cover. Yeah, yeah, there's just people like performing circus tricks and that's that's just all he's got going on. <laughs> yeah, the, the the one of the funniest like circus illustrations though are the like creatures doing acrobatics. Mm-hmm. Just like hanging from like little swings and stuff with their stick legs. Yep. I love in one of the first panels of the circus, you do see like an elephant that's attached to the walking legs. Thought that was funny. They were just like, yeah, let's gather yeah. up the actual like circus animals here too. Yeah, this is like really <laughs> like I know this is like psychological horror and like Junji Ito stuff is supposed to be kind of cerebral, but I kind of like how dumb this story is. Oh, just yeah, like, it's just yeah, completely ridiculous. Draw. Yeah, like, uh-huh. what was the point of them going to a circus? Just just so he could draw, like, really weird illustrations of stuff like swinging and being shot out of a cannon. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. Yeah, and I think I I think I think need to kind of correct myself. Earlier I said, like, it, it wasn't, like, schlocky horror. I think this is just pure, just ridicu- ridiculousness. Yeah. I think it's, it's, yeah, it's entirely right. schlock. <laughs> yeah it's like like you said it's like d movie uh-huh like hijinks yeah yeah it's it's like it's the d movie that you you watch and you're like okay like there's something there like it was you know it was it was completely ridiculous but like but well done <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> Um, at chapter 17, at the lab, the assistant tells Tadashi that uh, his uncle has died. Um, she begins to free Kauri, but she's already dead. They hear a banging coming from lab number two, where the uncle had kind of asked to be laid to rest at. Uh, Tadashi climbs into the building, and a giant walking machine with his uncle strapped to it is uh, moving around. The door to the lab opens, and it walks out with a giant blimp thing strapped to the top of it. Did not know where they were going with this uh, this walking machine, which is pretty wild. It's just like this giant <laughs> this giant blimp here. Yeah, and that's, the, that's nuts. And the panel where she's trying to pull the tubes out of Cowrie's mouth, and her mouth is like melted to it almost. It looks like cheese pizza. Is pretty uh, <laughs> intense. Also, yeah, this is like once again just like actually disgusting to read <laughs> i didn't uh-huh. I, I didn't feel like i had been uh i felt like i had been desensitized to like this type of horror but now this is like full-on nastiness yeah i was gonna say like reading through it again i like feel kind of ill <laughs> yeah the the final the final panel of his eyes too that's pretty cool as well Mm-hmm. yep 
Um, in chapter 18, uh, the doctor comes after them and they believe it's because he's jealous of the two of them being together, uh, because the, the doctor and his assistant kind of had a, a vaguely romantic thing going on. Uh, Tadashi decides that that's kind of preposterous, but then Kauri presses the buttons on her own machine after she sees the two together and chases the assistant away. Once outside, the assistant is snapped up by the doctor's flying machine. Kauri is later surrounded by a bunch of walking machines, and they begin to swarm swarm her and kind of push Tadashi away. Um, I love that they're just talking. They're like, do you think he's coming after us because he's jealous that we're we're together? He's like, no, that's completely ridiculous, which it is. And then it turns out that, <laughs> yeah. like, no, that, that actually kind of is what's going on here. Like, he's just – I think he's just throwing – there's just no no thought, no planning. He's like, uh, yeah, that, sound, that sounds pretty fun. Let's go with that. Yeah, I think it's like this has really changed my perception because I'd read some Junji Ito stuff in the past – but I feel like my perception is like, oh, this is like super cerebral, like well thought out horror. But this is just like, no, this is just really like fun, uh-huh. kind of improvised, over the top horror. Yeah, done yeah. at a level where it's like, I, it's so well done on a technical level that I don't really care how little it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and then our final chapter, chapter 19, the machines uh, just beat the brakes off of Kaori and kind of scuttle away. Tadashi searches for her but gives up and begins uh, monologuing, kind of at, talking about like how this could happen, what's going to happen to the world. And then some students from Kyoto University just appear and sit next to him and say that uh, they all must be immune from the bacteria that the and that the uh, machines are kind of self-replicating. They are trying to find a way to stop it all, uh, and then Kauri returns, just completely burnt to a crisp and skeletal, and Tadashi sits next to her, kind of watching the wreckage. This last chapter is just completely ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, I I do love the ending where you just see, like, a really vague cityscape covered in gas. Uh Uh-huh, yep. And then, like, these weird, like, um leonardo da vinci-esque flying machines <laughs> very mm-hmm. cool yeah yeah uh, this last chapter is hilarious there's just like uh i mean <laughs> he's like chasing after he's like just kind of like walking through like as all these walking machines are walking past him then like this cannon comes out it pops like his uncle's <laughs> flying machine blimp thing which then grows wings so it starts flying away and then he's just, like, kind of sitting there all sullen, <laughs> like, talking. <laughs> and then just randomly three dudes show up, and they're like, oh, no, they're not man-made. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> it's so funny. And then they're just, like, you know, they're sitting on the hillside watching the sunset, basically. Like, he and his right. burnt-up corpse walking machine girlfriend. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah, it really, um really just fun and like like i said this took like less than an hour to read through as well like Mm -hmm. yeah if 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 i had had to put more effort into this i don't think i would have liked it as much but since it just like went down real easy it it worked well i agree and if we had to yeah if it was a deal where like this was a eight volume thing and we had to do four episodes of this it would be pretty obnoxious like you know after after the first week be like oh my gosh like what what have we gotten ourselves into but yeah for for just a two volume thing i think it's it's pretty perfect yes exactly (laughs) 
definitely yeah glad that i i read it and now i have you know uh i have a better sense for for what what junji ito is always or uh is all about yeah, I'm interested to see like if the tone and style are kind of the same for these future ones, or mm-hmm. if this one's a bit of an outlier. I feel like it yeah. might be the an outlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll yeah that'll be interesting. Um, all right, Jude, what do we want to hop into? Some kind of what went wells? Yeah. So I mean, for me, obviously the super detailed artwork. Yeah, makes this. Uh, makes this whole story work if the art wasn't so like disturbing and so like you know rendered in a realistic and anatomically intricate way uh it wouldn't have worked like a lot of Junji Ito stuff that I've read Mm -hmm. it all comes down to just like you know you turn the page and see some insane harrowing image yeah because the writing is not what you're coming there for Mm mm-hmm uh, my first one, well, is I'm going to go with, like, the the characters. I think that, like, each character is sort of presented in, in like, the perfect way that they need to for something that is this this short. Like, the main character really just has, like, one, one kind of mode to him, right? Like, he's just always, like, very confused and always really, like, just kind of, like, pushing forward, you know? The, the doctor mm-hmm. is, like, completely blinded by, like, his scientific kind of discovery thing. Kauri is just, like, full-on, like, whiny, annoying, complaining the entire time. <laughs> like, you know, every everyone is, like, super one-dimensional. But I think that's actually, like, a good, a good choice for something like this. That's just, like, look, here's your character, here's their thing, and th- that's, all, that's all you need. Yeah, we just, like, jump right into it, which I... Mm-hmm. I respect. All right, what's your the other uh, what's your second? What went yeah, well? I think just like how little he cared about subtlety in this story. Like we, you know, already the illustrations are ridiculous. The story's unbelievable, and just the <laughs> idea of like going to a circus that's taking place in the middle of the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. It's really stupid, but I mean, it's really fun too. Spending yep. three chapters just watching these like creatures do backflips and get like shot out of a cannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll take that any day over like whatever the subtle, believable alternative to this story is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, my final one went well is going to be uh, kind of the the pacing of the story. As we said a few times, that, like this was just a super a super quick read, and I think there's definitely a world where like. You know, he gets just way, way, way too in depth with the descriptions of stuff. You know, like mm. the the backstory of things, like descriptions of stuff, or like, you know, they're like early on, they're like maybe they're like concocting some huge long plan about how they're gonna escape or like how they're gonna capture the 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 fish and stuff like that. But instead, it's just like it's complete show show don't tell. You know, um, right? And these chapters, these chapters, uh with as disgusting as the uh, kind of the material is they they go down easy that's for sure agreed um all right jude what uh what gripes do you have i think for me um although i like how it builds and builds and builds there's not really even like a climax to the story it just kind of gets mm-hmm. crazier and crazier up until the very end um i think it gets off to a bit too slow of a start there's really not much to that 50 or like 40 page opening chapter until the very end. 
Yeah. And even then, I feel like the stuff where it's like, you know, there's all these cool images of like the floating plastic bag and like the fish going through their house. But I think that stuff does go on a little too long. Like the mm-hmm. real payoff or the real like truly interesting stuff with these um about these like fish creatures doesn't really show up until around like chapter seven or eight. And if you were reading this week to week, I think that be might be a bit more rough than like reading it in the format we were. Mm-hmm. Um, my first gripe is I wish we had just one chapter kind of like showing what is life like, you know, at, like after the machines have kind of like entered. We get the one thing like where he wakes up, he's just kind of like walking out in the street and there's just like soldiers and stuff around. But like, I just want to say like people still have to live for, for a month. So like, how are people eating? Is it like, I would have just like one little chapter that sort of explains that yeah. a little bit. Maybe that kind of contradicts one of my what went wells because that would have definitely like, <laughs> slowed the story down. But yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think there was, there's space here for a 20th chapter where one is a little a little long that just sort of shows that side of it. I just think that, you know, maybe less of a gripe and more of like a something I wish, you know, like something I would have liked to see. But I think that would have been yeah, kind of cool. Just like one sort of world building chapter. Yeah. For me, I think the other the other gripe I have is that like the uncle as a character, it's not like a bad character, but I feel like they could have done a bit more with him than like just be a creepy scientist. And mm-hmm. also like I think the scenes where they're meeting him for the first time are weird because like they really didn't notice that he had cut off his arm. Yeah, he's just hanging out there with with one arm. Yeah. I don't know. That that whole aspect of the story was a bit weird to me. And then, like, even at the end, him being jealous of his nephew and the assistant while, like, still being dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, like, an interesting twist, but I was, like, that was a little too far-fetched for me, even mm-hmm. within this story, to, like, make sense of. Yeah. Uh, my second gripe is going to be the whole little circus arc. I liked it just for how silly and ridiculous it was, but it was just sort of, like, why like it it only really served as a a way for them to like find calorie but they could have done that in a a zillion other ways it just yeah like it it almost felt like he was like well i I need two chapters so i'll just draw like people doing tricks (laughs) exactly (laughs) um all right jude who is your uh who's your character of of the week here yeah, um, so for me, I think my favorite character was probably the ringmaster in the circus. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, he only appears for a little bit, but I feel like he's this like classic Junji Ito villain character where he's like mysterious, kind of like comes out of nowhere, um, doesn't have much of a personality beyond like enjoying inflicting pain on people. Like mm-hmm. he, he doesn't really have like a backstory or a purpose within this within the narrative. <laughs> He's just like this harrowing figure, and mm-hmm. you know that whole scene was really fun. So I, I liked him. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Uh, my character, I'm gonna go with the uh, the lab assistant. Like of any of the characters in here, she's the one that's like really kind of getting stuff going you know he's like his uncle lies or whatever says that carrie's dead she's like nope he's not you know she's i mean she is a little bit dumb and that she was like yeah he just wanted to go die in in lab number two where he you know where he worked it's like i bet there's probably a little bit more to it than that but you know whatever you say but 
uh you know she even kind of sets up the the kind of ridiculous thing of like maybe he's just jealous of us it's like all right <laughs> that's fine <laughs> but yeah i thought i thought she was she was kind of fun and i will say she was among the more uh like realistic characters we have mm-hmm. yeah if if there really are any at all <laughs> uh-huh exactly um all right well yeah, that does it for uh that does it for our first Junji Ito uh manga. I I liked this one quite a bit. It, I think this was a good a good start here for for our uh, Junji Ito month. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. It honestly like like I said before it went down really easily. Um honestly kind of like surprised me and opened up my perception of like what his work was a bit more Mm -hmm. and yeah it definitely made me more excited to check out some of his other stuff it was very different from anything else we've read on here so so it's a fun change of pace Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know if it turned me into like a a junji ito guy but i feel like i i feel like i get it now yeah same here um all right well yeah that does it for that does it for gyo uh next week we'll be covering uh remina which just is a single volume manga same as this one you can find it basically at every single barnes and noble has uh (laughs) the the judgy ito section or uh you know it's it's also on the on the viz app if you have that subscription as well so we'll be checking out that one and that one i know even less about than i did uh i did gyo i for like the the social media post, I flipped to the second page of chapter one, and there's a girl like on a cross. So that's really the only kind of <laughs> image that I have is that someone someone's being like crucified. So Damn. that's all I've got to go on. So this will that'll be a fun one to to check out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, looking forward to it. So yeah, uh, as usual, thanks for thanks for listening. Hit us with the hit us with the rating review wherever you can do that, and then. Uh, yeah, we'll see you. See you next time. Talk about Shonen Jump or or join us for join us for Remina.